0: Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, team? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology. I got a question about what is the difference between ENFP and ESFP? Um. I guess this is a good follow-up to the ISFP and INFP video that I posted a while back. Um, because they're the same functions, just all jumbled up, and uh, <clears throat> I guess it'll be kind of easy to ride the same wave and explain how these things work. So one, I'm gonna start with what's a similarity between ENFP and ESFP and that basically comes down to within their function stack, like their mental wiring, right? The auxiliary and tertiary functions, the second and third functions, um, are the same. So what that means, and and I'll kind of break it down through here is that, sorry, I don't know what that was. Um, both, EFPs use introverted feeling as their decision-making process. This is a judging function. It's how they decide what they should do. Um, and that is when, when everything's going well, um, and every they're all kind of balanced out, I guess, um, they'll go to this introverted feeling function. And what that is is basically deciding like, Um, to, to do things that are authentic to yourself. Like, and this, this expands out to other people too. Like you do you, I do me, we're all happy. Right. It's kind of like just assuming that things will go well if everybody does the right thing for themselves. And you know, if there's some like struggle and you know, you have to go with the group, that's sometimes okay too. Right. But there's this desire to do what I've decided to personally do based on like my values and whatnot. Right. Um, So like going back and breaking it down a little bit more introverted functions are subjective. They're based on your past experience and, and how you've kind of built this, Structure of understanding the world and, and how it relates to yourself. And it's feelings. So feelings are about, well, obviously feelings, but also, um, values, right? How, how you see this object or this person or this interaction and how it has affected you in the past. So both ENFPs and ESFPs use that to make decisions primarily. Um, and it's also a way of, of teaching other people and helping other people too. Um, the auxiliary function has a lot of that kind of, this is how I help other people. And when people come to me for advice, this is usually what they're trying to, to get from me, right? And that is this idea of like, what has the EFP learned, um, through his past or her past experiences? And then they kind of translate that into, um, another understanding for the other person. I hope that makes sense. Um, like what would you do in this situation? Well, I, you know, went through something similar to this so this is kind of how it affected me, and this is what I think you should do based on that. Um, and both ESFPs and ENFPs, when they get a real strong structure and the, this introverted feeling is really built up and, and it's been worked on with them, they they trust it now, right? They've taken time to step back and really analyze how things, how their decisions, like impact the long term, right? And and their internal understanding of themselves. This is when they get that really strong purpose of like knowing who I am, who I'm you know, interacting with, where I'm going, where I came from. Just like a real deep sense of self, right? So that's That's one thing that ENFPs and ESFPs share. So because they share this decision-making function and their auxiliary function, then that means they also share the mirror opposite, the polar opposite within their tertiary function. So introverted feeling is the auxiliary and extroverted thinking is the tertiary function. And Tersh, let's, let's see, where can I go with this? <clears throat> um, extroverted thinking is about taking logical, like detached data, right? And using that to make decisions. And everybody can see, you know, these are the numbers. This is the, the graph, the chart. This is the right step. Let's take that step and let's go forward from there. And when that's finished, then they go on to the next one. It's very, like, sequential like that. Um, And, yeah, they both use that. And so when when they kind of get stressed out, both ESFPs and ENFPs, they'll go to this extroverted thinking side, this TE, and they'll just make quick decisions just to to get some sort of control on their life, make a quick decision so they don't have to step back and think about how they are personally affected by all these decisions and this the whole environment, right? Um, and a lot of times they do that through like a quick ordering or restructuring of the environment, just moving things around. Okay, this is over here now, let's go forward. See what happens really don't care about the long term in that sense and um, the thing is though that the tertiary function is not a really strong function it's accepted by by your ego right like you turn to it pretty quickly pretty easily because it's it's also extroverted for the ESFP and enFP it's the same um, it's the same orientation. So, if you are an introvert, it's introverted. If you're an extrovert, it's extroverted. Um, and because of that, like, you want to believe it. You want to think that it's the right thing to do and it knows what's going on and whatnot. And this kind of inflates it and makes it feel like, you know, well, I, I know what I'm doing. I got all this wisdom. And, you know, it doesn't really work out like that, right? it's just on this lower level of proficiency within the, uh, the system that I use here, it's a newbie, right? So it's like a level 10. It's just not very skilled, but it thinks it is. It's like, man, I I got this. I know how this game works. I'm going to go at it. And then it just crashes and it wasn't the right choice. Right. Um, But it's not always like that and it's, it also serves as this relief, right? Um, the problem is when it inflates and when you like, no, I know how to do this. I'm going to go like this. And I'm going to make this like really quick decision. And, um, then when it doesn't go too well, or when it starts to shrink back down that, um, uh, extroverted thinking, then it's, that's when you kind of reach to other people to try to get help. Um, and they can they can help you make decisions that are are kind of more beneficial for you and um, get it so you don't need to think about it. <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I guess that's enough about those two. So those are some of the similarities um, within the cognitive functions. And now let's go to the ESFP and we'll think of the the dominant function the hero as i call it and it's extroverted sensing so extroverted sensing is extroverted so things outside of yourself and sensory based so it's looking for tangible verifiable things that you know it can really grasp and get a hold of and really understand And what sensing does basically is it tells you what something is, tells you that it exists and what it is, right? Um, And because that's the dominant function for ESFPs, it's a compulsion, right? You just have to get more, you have to use it more and more and more, right? You just, I need to do this. This is how I live. This is how I exist, right? Right. And so you're constantly as an ESFP going to seek new tangible sensory experiences. And this can go through like through adrenaline and stuff like that too. And just, just anything that kind of tickles your senses, right? <clears throat> um, new experiences, different varieties of experiences, right? Um, and whatever can like produce a Big impact into your senses. Okay um, New foods and stuff music like a lot of lights and dancing at the club or whatever it is like I know these are just stereotypes, but uh I've noticed them to be true quite often uh, sports as well extreme sports too sure um yeah, a lot of that stuff. So basically it's it's hands-on, it's quick, just wants a lot of in the moment sensory-based, you know, details, right? It just tries to pick them all up. Um and let's see. So the ENFP would be the abstract kind of version of that, right? Because it's extroverted intuition. So it's still looking to the, to the outer world, but this time it's looking at not the actual tangible things like the weight of this thing and the height and the shininess or material. It doesn't care about that. It just wants to know, like, what it could be in, in a kind of theoretical sense, I guess. So like, um, where it's going, where it came from, what it reminds you of. Um, just any any sort of like, kind of fantastical bounce of, of understanding of what it is. Like <laughs> my brown coat over there. Uh, I can't point to it like this. There you go. Uh, the The sensor, the ESFP would look at the material and like the the texture and the how like how well it heats you, I guess, the insulation. Um, I'm not a sensor, but uh, those kind of things, right? And the ENFP looks at it and it's like, oh, it looks like a boar hide. And then, you know, if I could hunt a boar, that'd be kind of fun. Maybe i go out to the woods and chase it around. I bet it'd chase me too and, uh, you know, just blah, 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 blah. Just kind of bouncing all over the place, right? Um, it's inattentive to details okay um, <clears throat> EnFP is very contextual so like it's always pinging different areas in the brain trying to figure out like how these ideas can can connect and interact kind of like a, a spider web right where everything is interconnected and you can, sense the fly over here and over here too and bounce around, blah, blah, blah. Um, with geek psychology, with this whole thing, I've considered it to be like a, a dwarf aggressive offensive dwarf with a shotgun that's shooting out and expanding out into the world. Right. It's his weapon anyway, <clears throat> and exploring different situations and running simulations of what things could be. Um, sorry, I didn't say, about the ESFP, I would consider that to be like a, a dwarf berserker guy with two weapons that's running out there swinging and, you know, getting a real feel for uh, the battle and the world itself. Feeling the the sun on its back or whatever it is and like the clang of the hammer against the armor. Um, yeah, so... This is gonna get, this is getting kind of complicated, isn't it? <laughs> um, the dominant function also has a mirror opposite that is important for both of these, um, for us to understand kind of how, how they're different. <clears throat> so ESFP, um, extroverted sensing is the dominant, the hero function. So the inferior function, the one that your dominant function has kind of ignored, like it's pushed you to ignore all this stuff, right? And what that is, is introverted intuition for the ESFP. So again, intuition is about abstract ideas and connecting different you know, concepts and whatnot. Um, but it's at an inferior level. Okay. With geek psychology, I've been saying it's like an escort, like it's an AI bot. You kind of don't have control over it. And sometimes it takes over your your whole mission and things go awry. Um, but if you... If you um, accept it, that it's part of your team and you work with it and you kind of guide it along to, to get the quest rewards, then everything is good. And that's why it's also called an aspirational function. Um, because it's something that you aspire to to gain control of in your life and to understand better. But so kind of rewinding a little bit, um, introverted intuition it's looking at all these different possibilities and kind of chipping away at them, getting rid of the false possibilities and kind of understanding where things are going in a super long term. Um, and like why they're like this and what the, the big repercussions are going to be along the, the way. Um, but for you, it kind of takes you to this, this realm of paranoia as an ESFP, probably. There are other ways of going about it, but a lot of times it's just like internal confusion and kind of some paranoia and fear. You don't really know what's going on because you're predicting so far out into the future and your main strength is looking at what's here and now, right? So when you get, um, when you can't do what you want to do, you can't do your extroverted sensing type things, right? You can't just jump in there and, you know, ask somebody or interact with somebody to, to figure out the answers. Then that's when introverted intuition starts acting crazy and, um, confuses you. And maybe you don't really have a good control of like, um, or a good understanding of symbolism and deep metaphors and stuff like that. You could just stereotypically, right? Um, My ESFB friend happens to have that problem every once in a while where he just kind of loses it. And my mom too. And just starts predicting all these bad things that could happen. And it's uh, it causes a lot of problems for them. And let's see. I think that's enough. Uh, oh, okay. Um, in the geek psychology system, introverted intuition is kind of like this sentinel uh, elf hunter, very slow, methodical, one shot, one kill, um, stalking its prey, kind of predicting where things are going and looking for the deep natural understanding of where it all is going. Okay. The ENFP's inferior function, the escort is introverted sensing. That's the mirror opposite of extroverted intuition. Once again, it's, it can also be aspirational, but it's, you know, where you have a lot of issues. Um, and you've kind of shut things, shut experiences out that have to deal with that. Um, introverted Sensing is, I consider to be like an elf guardian, like a tanky warrior that's very stable, uh, kind of protects its allies. It's got this big shield, right? It's not going to run in there and just cause trouble and stuff and like, do kind of what the extroverted sensing, you know, berserker, dwarf warrior would do. It's it wants to make a plan and stick with the plan because everybody understands that this is what we should do and blah blah blah. Um <clears throat> but for you, if you're an ENFP, this can can just mess up your whole understanding, right? Because you always want to look for new possibilities and you know just take risks and abstract understandings, right? What things could be, but introverted sensing kind of shows you what things are and what they have been for all time. Right. And will continue to be because it's just this big database of like experiences that are all kind of compiled together in this beautiful Nice, like, organized library, and you pull out new information, right? And it's always there, it tells you exactly how things are and where they're going, what they were, how to use them, what authority thinks of them, and all this other stuff, right? Um, whereas extroverted intuition, your hero, if you're an ENFP, is just. Collecting all the random data can Canon just has this messy-ass library of stuff, right? Nobody can really find the information and you like it like that, right? Uh, but introverted sensing is going to cause you probably to withdraw sometimes, um, not want to interact with other people. And my ENFP friend, uh, when he gets really stressed out, and he kind of gets stuck in this introverted sensing side, he starts focusing, like, a lot on his inner body sensations. And, and what that usually turns out to be is, like, I can't eat. When he gets stressed out, he can't eat. He just, like, he'll go for as long as it takes, and he just can't put food in his mouth, literally. Like, he'll, he'll try to put it in there, and it'll stick for a second, and then he'll just be like, oh, God, I feel sick. Um, so that's one problem that could happen. Also, it could, um, kind of mess up the NFPs ability to make decisions because it feels that, you know, if, if I make this one choice, then I'm stuck with it forever. I can't adapt anymore. You know, there's, it's going to be a narrowing path and I can't get off of it. So yeah, that was, that was a lot. (laughs) Um, real quick as like a recap ESFPs and ENFPs share the same decision-making functions Um, usually it's what feels right to me is this something that I can get behind as myself like I can I'm okay with this decision when They're kind of stressed out or they just want to make a quick decision. They want to get stay like in that extroverted mentality. Both of them will go to extroverted thinking, which is just quick decisions to get things moving that are logic based, not really caring about their own feelings or other people's feelings. And in ESFP is going to be more down to earth, more tangible, um, they're going to kind of be stuck in the here and now a lot of times and not really jump from that. Like, now is what matters. Tomorrow, it's not as important, you know. And the ENFP is going to be more kind of, not all the time, but more zany uh, (laughs) kind of thinking of different like random possibilities all the time and and not really down to earth at all, just in the clouds, bouncing around. Um, As I always consider a good representation of ENFPs to be Robin Williams. Uh, If you watch any Robin Williams video or Craig Ferguson, it's just all over the place, right? You can barely keep up a lot of times, unless you're an ENFP then your brain is fast enough to to continue with it um but an esfp could be someone more like like will smith like physically entertaining i guess he's not like hard to understand where his his logic and humor and you know his thoughts are right it's just it's more physical it's more real it's more something that everybody can just see and understand I hope that was helpful, <laughs> if it wasn't, I'll try to make a new video and see what happens. There's just so much information to put within one video and keep it all succinct, which is something that I suck with. So let me know. Um, let me know if anything I said kind of struck you as something good or a little confusing and I'll try to clear it up in the comments. Thanks a lot for watching, good luck, have fun. See you Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.